Hello and welcome to the Conrad Life Report for Saturday, February 15th, 2020. This is episode 37. Um, let's see. It's been, uh, last one was on January 27th, so I guess it's been 19 days. I actually meant to do this any time in the past week, but I have literally not been home alone or woken up early enough to do this and been able to do it in a quiet setting. Right now, I think people are asleep. Um, I'm hoping they don't wake up. We'll see, but anyway. Um, All right, so since the last life report, I went to Cincinnati. I I went to visit, um, well, my parents. uh, My dad is not doing well. He's just getting weaker and weaker, so I went to go basically check in on the situation and mainly just help out my mom, who is his sole caretaker. And it's a good thing I went when I did. I went from the 31st to the 5th because um, my dad happened to get weaker while I was there. And so he was basically immobile. I mean, we could get him into a chair and wheel him around, but he needed help doing everything. And so, you know, even though he's lost a lot of weight, my my 80-something mom can't really handle it on her own. So it's good I went. I felt a little guilty leaving, of course. And then it turns out he went to the hospital the next day and he's still in rehab. He went to the hospital for urinary tract infection, which happens often with the elderly. And it's happened to him like three times now. And he was in the hospital for a few days. He had a touch of pneumonia too. And now he's in a rehab center, same one he's been in for several times in the past two years. So that's where he is now. But anyway, um, I have to say I feel kind of just relieved that he's not at home, meaning that my mom isn't trying to pick him up out of a chair or out of in and out of bed um, by herself. Um, so anyway, that's where we are now. It's just this thing that keeps going, and I don't think it's going to get better, but that's just how it is. But but anyway, it was um, still always, always good to um, go to Cincinnati. Um, Let's see. I took. I got it. The cheapest flight I could get was. It's always Newark, and usually I don't want to go to Newark. But when I'm on my own and not dealing with, say, a wife and son um, and a lot of bags, um, I don't mind going on my own because it's. I'm just you know, I can easily move around you know by myself. And so I took a nine thirty a.m. flight out of Newark. So I took the F train. I walked out of the apartment at like six. Took the F train to 34th Street. I walked over to um, Penn Station, the same walk I did for many years, the one block, 32nd Street between 7th and 6th, which is the block I used to walk to go to Fuse when I worked at Fuse, which is at 11 Penn Plaza, i.e. the building on 7th Avenue between 32nd and 31st, i.e. the building that um, Apple might move into, apparently. Um, <laughs> we'll see. Um, anyway, uh went down into Penn Station. The New Jersey Transit is like kind of the first thing at the bottom of the stairs. And I'd bought a ticket on on the app as my friend Jeremy had suggested. And wow, the whole thing was super easy. And believe me, no one is going out to Newark um, at 7 7 a.m. on a random weekday morning in January. So the train was pretty empty. I caught a spectacular sunrise on the train. And 
yeah, you get to Newark Airport in like 20 minutes, three stops. It's kind of insane how fast it is if everything is working. And uh, then went into the, um, at the station, you like kind of swipe your ticket. It gets you onto the air train and then went out to Terminal 2, which is not the Terminal 3, big, nice, you know, United Terminal. It's it's one of the older terminals. Um, and kind of forgot that it's actually kind of nice in these older terminals. It, it's, it, it's sort of like a 1970s and 80s way of flying because when you get out to the gates, out on these like individual piers, it's just a circle. Um, it's, very, it's very 1980s flying, um, which is kind of nostalgic and nice. I guess pretty soon B, Terminal B will be the only one of those left because um, they're making a new Terminal A now. Terminal C is United. So they, they used to have A, B, and C that all looked the same. And then C became United like 20 years ago. And they, re- they rebuilt it. And now A is being rebuilt. So pretty soon B will be the only one of the old the old classic Newark airport. Um, but anyway, I had an easy flight to Cincinnati, uh, took a lift from the airport, um, and then basically was in home mode for the next few days, um, which meant a lot of just being at home, obviously. I worked from home, worked remotely, um, just kind of like worked on the couch next to my dad. And, um, and then I would go to Kroger at least once a day, sometimes twice because I was so bored. And that's it's a huge new Kroger supermarket marketplace that I can walk around and get my steps in and actually feel like I'm moving my muscles. Um, and then in, for the evenings, they have a bar, which I've mentioned before. Um, and actually on my penultimate night in Cincinnati, my friend Peter came out to um, the Kroger and we, and we had a couple of beers at the bar, which was fun. Um, but socially, what else did I do in Cincinnati? I had one, well, I guess I had two days out where I did stuff. Um, on the Saturday I was there, uh, my friend Brian Devendorf came over and uh, picked me up. And he hadn't been to my parents' house in a few years, so he came inside and um, talked to my mom. for. We talked for like 15 minutes. They talked about Mexico, which my mom is from Mexico, and um, talked about various foods that Brian has eaten lately in Mexico. And my mom was very enthusiastic to discuss that. It was great to see you realize that she doesn't really talk to people anymore because she's just home, stuck, taking care of my dad. And so she was just like lit up like a different person talking to Brian about all these things, which was great. Um, so yeah, Brian picked me up. We drove downtown um, to, we went across the bridge to Kentucky and we went to the party source, which is like the tri-state's largest um, beer and alcohol and spirits, whatever party source for stuff. And it was, <laughs> it's an amazing place. Um, Brian bought a, a nice bottle of tequila. I bought a beer at the, um, at the in, in the back, there is a sort of like, bar that's an offshoot of Braxton uh, Brewery, which is in Covington, Kentucky. But this party source is in, I guess, technically Bellevue, but really Newport. And um, they have a little bar there with like a lot of Braxton stuff. So Brian and I had these little like flight tiny glasses of of stuff and tried some things. And then we drove back across the bridge to um, Cincinnati and went to the Highmark, which is a bar that my friend Roth always checks into on Foursquare, and I was excited to finally go, and it is immediately one of my favorite bars, kind of anywhere, but definitely my favorite bar in Cincinnati. Just like a great vibe, great location near the riverfront in this beautiful East End neighborhood. Um, And, uh, geez, great food too. Um, 
so it's this weird multi-level thing, and I actually didn't really explore it. I should have. I was just like, I walked in, and just we found seats at the bar, and I loved it. And I was like, oh, I love this place. I should have explored more. There's apparently a game room. Um, but yeah, and then after that, we went over to Brian's house. Um, aforementioned Roth and aforementioned Pete came over and um, hung out with um, just the family and had a good time. And um, then the next day was the Super Bowl. My mom was like, you should go to Brian's and watch Super Bowl. And I was like, she was like, oh, I'll be fine. I was like, all right, well, I'll go for a bit. So I went over to their house to watch um, to watch the Super Bowl. We watched the first half, and then I watched the halftime show there. Um, and then I drove home back to my parents' house during the third quarter, and I listened to the game on the radio, the Westwood one, whatever it is, nationwide broadcast, which if you watch football on TV... Um, you would recognize some of the people that covered it. It was Ian Eagle from CBS and um, Kurt Warner. And, man, there's something about radio broadcasts, and I really like listening to football on the radio, which I never do because I don't have a car, and when am I ever driving on a Sunday afternoon But um, normally? But football, they they make it – it's different from listening to baseball because baseball you like to be lulled on the radio, and it, you're, just list, you're in this, like, dream world. But football, it's just, like, all excitement and – I'm almost more impressed with the production quality and the production like workflow of a football radio broadcast than I am of of television. It's just like it was so much fun to listen to for the 20 minutes I was dri- 25 minutes I was driving. Um and then I got home and watched the last part with with my mom and and uh yeah, it was fine. Good Super Bowl, I guess. Um Let's see. Well, that was the re- that was that was the week, and then it was the work week again, and just worked remote. And then on Wednesday, late day, I flew back to New York, and um, and since I gotten since I've returned to New York, it's just been regular, same old stuff. Um, just work and hanging out. It was my brother in law Drew's birthday the following weekend. Got him a nice bottle of um, Pinhook Bourbon, as um, suggested by my friend and bourbon brother host meet neighborhood meetup host Matt Tyson. Um it was a single barrel and it was fantastic and I know it was fantastic because I had a glass of it at Travel Bar. I did not order open his bottle. I just I bought it and then went to Travel Bar and they happened to have it on the menu. So I had a um very small glass of it and it was excellent. So and um what else has happened? I'm looking at my notes here. That's kind of it. Um socially haven't played any music besides being in the basement um there's been no rehearsals but next week the week after this coming week i got a lot of rehearsals for some shows um we're doing gree gree again the dr john record for the third year in a row at three's brewing on mardi gras fat tuesday which i believe is february 25th but whatever that tuesday is um and that'll be like the usual crew of like ray and annie steph sanders um and um, Josh Kaufman will be joining again, as he's done the last few years for Grigri. So that'll be good. We got our next I Get Wild show, the Talking Heads cover band, on Friday, March 6th. So we got a rehearsal for that. Oh, and this coming Wednesday is actually Grateful Dead Night at Threes again. And it is our five-year anniversary, which is amazing. This thing has been going on for five years at Threes Brewing. So we had our friend Daryl Norson up in Boston, who is a poster designer and an artwork designer extraordinaire very hot at the moment which is awesome he always does our posters but he did a special five-year one and we're making shirts the shirts i think are ready now um they should be they'll definitely be there wednesday 
So excited about that. We've got posters to give away. And um, we decided that we were going to um, donate the proceeds of, of any money that we, for the t-shirts we sell to uh, a charity. And Bradley's, Bradley, our co-DJ, his wife works for Esperanza, which is a New York charity that basically offers um, alternatives to incarceration for troubled youth in New York City. So um, the proceeds for these shirt sales and any future threes, Grateful Dead Night merch in general will go to Esperanza, which is um, pretty exciting. Let's see. I want to keep moving along here because I don't want to run out of um, space on my iPhone, mobile, garage band, blah, blah, blah. Um, let's see, go to books. Um, let's see, I'm, I read the, finished the middle volume of that Dylan book. It was excellent. I'm moving on to the first. Um, I tried to get Trick Mirror again, but since I went to Cincinnati, I missed my pickup at the library after 600 spots in line. Um, but my coworker and friend Kayla has a copy and she said she will lend it to me. So I'm excited about that. Um, read some interesting articles online. Um, the New Yorker article about Jean, Jean Calment, the um, French woman who claims to have lived to the year to the age of 122. Um, that it's, I think it's sort of like the main article in their current issue. That was pretty fascinating. Um, let's see. I just read my friend Ryan on Twitter this morning tweeted um, out a, a nine-year-old column from Wallace Shawn, the actor, uh, written in The Nation about – it's called Why I Am a Socialist. And it's less about like political socialism, although I'm sure that's the intent in there as well. But it's more about a philosophical socialism about just how how much where where we are born anywhere in the world and at what economic level ends up like defining us for our lives. And so it was like his argument was about um, how he, he views himself as a socialist because a socialist would be opposed to this randomness of like assigning. Um, a spot in life, gen- basically. So that was pretty interesting. Um, and moving on to, uh, I wish I had, I should, I need to write down all the great web articles I read. Oh, I finally read the Huey Lewis article in um, Esquire that Dave Holmes wrote, which visits, it's sort of a profile, visits Huey on his ranch in Montana. And two years ago, he came down with this unusual and very rare um, syndrome, I guess, where he basically has lost his ability to hear amplified music, it, it comes in distorted. So he can't listen to the radio, he can't listen to music, he can't play live music, he can't find his pitch, so he can't sing. <clears throat> he can converse, but um, <clears throat> anything that seems louder than that is, I guess, comes through as distortion. And there's a chance his hearing will come back, his normal hearing, but there's also a chance it will not. So that was a pretty great article. <clears throat> And I guess I'll use that to segue into music, which is I listened to half of the new Huey Lewis record that came out yesterday. First Huey Lewis in the News album in 10, no, 19 years. And uh, it's pretty good. It sounds exactly as you'd want. The, I mean, the sound is precisely Huey Lewis in the News. It's kind of amazing they can, they can do it every time. Um, the songs are pretty good. I wish the choruses, like the... I wish the chorus melodies soared in the way their most classic, famous songs do. Um, but I guess that's the trick, is to actually, like, those songs became global hits because the choruses were so unusually outstanding. Um, but overall, it's a really enjoyable record. I mean, I guess what I would say, it sound, the whole record sounds like it, any of those songs could be, like, the non-hits on their biggest records. So it's pretty good. 
One thing I didn't mention last time, I I forgot to mention in the music section, which is the best thing I've listened to in quite a while is Bonnie Light Horseman, which is the sort of super group formed by Josh Kaufman, my friend Josh, and often co-musical person. Josh, it's it's Josh on guitar, Eric Johnson from the Fruit Bats on guitar and vocals, and Aeneas Mitchell, the longtime Brooklyn songwriter and... now Broadway musical Tony-winning writer-director uh, for Hadestown. It's the three of them, along with J.T. Bates on drums, and um, my friend and co-musical person Annie Nero plays bass too sometimes. And um, anyway, their record, Bonnie Light Horseman, is just absolutely gorgeous. I mean, if you like Bob Weir's Blue Mountain solo record, which Josh produced, it's very much like that and just this like timeless beautiful just great american song uh, it's just gorgeous you, you just listen to it bonnie light horseman um let's see also listen to this band called arbor labor union from athens georgia uh my friend pete d'angelo here in new york not pete from cincinnati um very accurately described them as a garcia peoples from athens georgia and that's exactly what they sound like they sound like garcia peoples but like with with Athens thrown in. Um, it's pretty good. The album I listened to is called New Pedal Instance. Also listened to the new um, Jason Isbell song, which is pretty good, I guess. Um, I keep wanting to like Jason Isbell more than I do, but um, that's my problem, not his. Um, and let's see, it's the long weekend. It's absolutely freezing in New York City, so I'm not going to go running today. And my friend Kevin is in town, so I'll see him later. And... I guess that's about it. Oh, the other thing is I, I've been making my way through the Freak Flag Flying podcast, which is Steve Silberman's interview of David Crosby. It's like five episodes long. And I just listened to the episode where he discusses making his classic 73 record, If I Could Only Remember My Name, and it's pretty amazing. Um, it's a really in-depth conversation, and David Crosby does not shy away from talking about difficult parts of his life. Um, geez, I guess that's it. Looking at my notes, I mentioned everything on my notes and I'm sure I'm forgetting a lot, which I always do, but that's fine. Um, all right. So I guess that's it. Saturday, February 15th, 2020 recording in Oliver's room, um, in Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn. This has been the Conrad Life Report, episode 37. Uh, See you next time, hopefully in two weeks or sooner. Have a good one.